Revelation chapter 21. I told you this morning I read the end of the book. We won. We don't have to worry about it. We, we started out in this series of storm survivors. We started out with Noah. And then we went through all the uh, Bible looking at other storms and how people survived the storms and how they made it to the other side and come out with joy in their hearts and a song on their lips and a shout down in their soul. And still serving God. They didn't get knocked out. They're faithful. Tonight we're going to step out for time tonight. In the land of eternity. And when we land in eternity, there will never be another storm. We won't have to worry about it. We, we will make it. The final survival. We will make it. We're going to be there. I'm glad of that. You're going to make it tonight if you're bought by the blood and saved by the grace of God. You're going to make it through the final survival storm. Amen. I like to think about that. There's coming a day. There's coming a day. I like to think about that. Verse number 1, chapter 21 of Revelation. John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For well, the first heaven and the first earth was passed away, and there was no more sea. Well, I love that. You ain't going to have a storm because you got to have a sea to have a storm. There ain't no seas there. I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, but prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Ain't that a great thing? Neither sorrow, neither crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. In verse 6 he said, And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give, up, give unto you him that is at thirst of the fountain of water of life. Freely, let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to touch hearts, lift us up, and encourage us, Lord. And we just thank you for your word that we can apply it to our lives and live with this thought in mind. This ain't home. This ain't home. And Father, we just praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Here in our text, we finally... Uh, the finality of storms, uh, and the reason I chose this text, because I love it, it's just my absolute, because in verse 1, I don't know if you caught it or not, I don't know if you saw it or not, but the last six words in verse 1, and there's no more seas. You, you know that what that, that means, if there ain't no sea, there ain't no more storms in your life. 
You're, you're going, to, going to a land where there's no more storms, no more cl storm clouds are going to roll in. Uh, you're going to a land where the, uh, the uh, last two messages we talked about, John, uh, Jesus, and the, on the disciples on the water, how they, they was afraid and they were fearful for life. But the, then Jesus had to speak and calm the seas. Uh, and then Jesus come walking on the, the water. You're going to a land where there's no more seas and no more storms. Listen, child of God, it doesn't matter how rough your storm is. You may have some rough storms going on right here, right now. But mark it down. You get it down in your soul, get it down in your heart, and you mark it down. You're going to get out of this storms one day. I look at life here as just one great big storm. And we're heading to a land, there will be no more storms. I have to go through little storms while I'm down here. And you say, well, little storms. I mean, storms that we deal with in life that hits us hard. I, I got hit with a storm this past week. And, and, and you have to deal with that. But the life entirety, entirely is just one great big storm. And we're heading to a place where Jesus said, I go to prepare for you. I love that. I don't know about you. I, I, I think the problem is a lot of us, uh, uh, we just lost sight of heaven. We've lost sight of it. He, he said, I'm the Alpha, I'm the Omega. And he said, uh, I'll give you everything that Adam lost. I'm going to give it back to you. And Ephesians 1 11 said, and whom also we have attained in inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose purpose of him Jesus Christ I'm going I'm going Paul said in 2nd Timothy 4 18 and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom I love that amen Paul said in Philippians 1 6 being confident is the very thing that which had begun a good work in you will perform it until the very end of the day of Jesus Christ I love that Paul said in 2 Timothy 1.12, For I know whom I believe and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which he is, I have commanded unto him against the law. Peter said in 1 Peter, We have an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. Jude 24 said, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faithfulness before the presence of glory with exceeding joy. We're going to the other side. You, you say, what all does that mean? It means that we're going to make it through tonight. We're going to get to that other side. I read to you, not just a pipe dream. It's not some fairy tale. It's something that's going to happen. We're going to make it to the other side. If you're bought by the blood, saved by the grace of God, you're going to make it to the other side tonight. I'm telling you, my future looks good. <laughs> It may not look good down here, but my future future looks real good. And I'm holding on to that. I'm, I'm leaning towards that. There may be some storms, a lot of storms from here to that bright, shiny shore of heaven. But if worse comes to worse, I'm still going to make it. 
I'm still going to make it. I'm still going to that land. There will never be another storm. Knowing there is coming a day when there will never be another storm tonight, lift up your heads, your redemption draw nigh, for, for our salvation is nearer than we think. I, I'm ready. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, and I really truly believe we're closer today than we've ever been before. I look at the things that's going on in this world. We talked about in Sunday school this morning how the, the filth and the immorality of this country is going to, uh, down the tubes. Uh, I, I'm looking for the day that Christ steps out and gets me out of this one big storm. I love that. So this Survival storm. I want to give you some, just a few things to encourage your heart to keep you going. I know that storms sometimes knock us down. I know sometimes storms get us depressed, get us discouraged. But just, let me just say this, child of God, you hold on. You keep going forward. You don't give up. You don't throw the white towel in. You just keep going. There are some things that we see in this chapter here that, that just, just gives me something to hope for and lean for. We, we see some new things. There's going to be some new things. Amen. What do you mean new things? Several times in the chapter 21, the Bible talks about new things that are coming. Verse 1, it says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Praise the Lord. Verse 2 said, John said, I saw a new Jerusalem. Verse 5, one that sat on the throne said to him, Behold, I make all things new. There are several new things that you say what's going to be new. Well, we're going to live in eternity in a new sphere, new atmosphere. There's going to be a new world. Uh, that, that's new for us. Uh, I, I, let me just say this. Uh, let me just get at it right here, right now. With this world, I love the world. I've seen a lot of great things in this world. I've seen God's creation in this world. And God has given us something great in this world. God has given us something beautiful to look at. I've been around this world and I've seen a lot of great things. But I look at it this way and I say this way. This land is a cursed land. This world is a cursed world. Well, how can you say that with all the great things that it, because it was cursed from the day Adam, God told him, says, you'll curse the land. You'll, you'll sweat of the brow you're going to eat of. He cursed the land. This is a cursed land that we're living in. But there's coming a day, a new heavens and a new earth, where no filthy sinner's foot has ever stepped foot on there and tried it all this evil stuff or that. There's coming a day that there's a new earth and a new world coming down to us. Amen. A new sphere that we can live in. And let me just say that I'm looking forward to that day. Well, I, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just, I get all excited thinking about there's going to be a day that we can step out of this world into that world and no more sin. Whoop. There won't be no more government. Whoop. There won't, oh, Lord, I ain't going to get into that. But you don't have to worry about turning on your TV. <laughs> God is a light. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, there's so much stuff in this world today is pitiful. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, uh, the whole creation groaneth 
and travaileth in pain together until now, till that very day this earth is groaning with pain. Why do you think we have hurricanes? Why do you think we got tornadoes? Why do you think you got earthquakes? Why do you think you got floods? It ain't because of what we're doing. This land is a cursed land. Everything that we look at, everything that we love and enjoy in this world is a cursed land. It's, it, it's a plagued. It's a plagued land. It's got dark stains from the sin, but I got good news. There's one coming that is better than the one we got now. There's one coming that we don't have to worry about. It. There's one coming that we won't have to be tainted by the sins of man. Look at Turn over if you can to 2 Peter chapter 3. Let me show you this. I ain't going to keep you long tonight, so don't get all upset. 2 Peter chapter 3, look at uh, verse number 10. Now let's go down to verse 11. Seeing then all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? Looking and for looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God. He said, seeing all these things he just talked about, being all these things burn up, all these things being dissolved, all this thing's going to happen. What what should you be? He's looking and hasting for the coming of the day of the Lord God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Here's the new thing. Nevertheless, we according to the, his promise look for a new heavens, a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness amen. amen don't hold on to this world too tightly don't grab a hold of it and say hey i'm not giving it up there's a new spirit coming that's never been tainted by the sin of man that's walked in i head into a place where it's never had anything wrong with anything done wrong we're going we're going to be right from the beginning right to the very end in this new spirit We'll get back everything that Adam lost in the Garden of Eden. What God done. Back to chapter 21 again. I just want to show you that. So we see all things new. We see new things. We see a new city. The world couldn't handle the new city. So God had to make a new spirit. He had to make a new earth to handle the city. Verse 2, and I, John, saw the holy city in New Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. You want to see what it looks like? You read verses 10. Just look down at verse 10. And he carried me away in the spirit and great, great and high mountain, showed me the great city of the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her lights was as light under the stones, were precious even under the jasper stone, and clear as crystal. And a wall great and, and high, and twelve gates at the gates were twelve angels, and names were written upon it, which were the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. And you just keep going on, keep going on. It describes this new city. The foundation was all the pearls and jaspers and all this. The gates made out of purple can you imagine the clown that had to give up the pearl for that gate 12 of them he said that he said that's going to say the 12 gates were uh, 12 pearls every every uh, several gates was the one with the pearl and the streets of the city was pure as gold as was transparent glass and i saw no temple wherein the lord god almighty and the lamb are in the temple and you don't need to have enough time tabernacle there because they're going to be there 
And the city had no need of the sun, neither the moon nor shine in it, for the glory of God and did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Amen. Praise the Lord. That what you just read, you read chapter 21, verse 10, all the way down about 23, 24. That is your home. That's where you're heading to. And, and he describes that to us. Uh, and I got to think about it. He says it's 12,000 furlongs that way, that way, that way, that way. Do you know how, how long 12,000 furlongs are? 50. 1,500 miles. 1,500 miles that way, 1,500 miles that way, 1,500 miles that way, 1,500 miles that way. What a city. Now, I've been in a lot of great cities in this world. I've seen a lot of great cities in this world, but I have never seen a city that I wanted to live in. Amen. Anybody been to New York? You don't want to go there. Crime everywhere. You know, anybody been to Chicago? Windy City, as they call it? You don't want to live there. I'm a country boy. I'm just like Abraham. Abraham was a country boy. He was looking for a city not built with hands, but by maker by God. I'm the same way. I'm not looking to plant myself in any city around here. I'm looking for that new city that's coming. That's what I've got my mind set on. That's where I'm heading. I'm going that way. I'm not, I'm just a stranger down here. Amen. A pilgrim. I, I'm not planting states. That's the problem with a lot of Christians. We done drove our states in too deep into this world and we're afraid to pull them up I'm not anchoring down in this world I'm not getting hooked up in this world because I know what's coming I know what he's got prepared me I just read you what the city is going to look like ain't you excited about that come on now streets as pure as gold as glass there ain't a city around here like that amen we're getting a new city. We're going to a new city. Like I said, Abraham was looking for a city which has foundations, whose builder was maker of God. That's what I'm going to. That's what I'm doing. I've seen a lot of things in this world. I, I'm not anchoring down into it. I don't want to hold on to it. I, I'm going to make it through this final storm of life and step out onto that land, that glory land in heaven. And I have to worry about nothing else no more. We're going to survive. Can I tell you that? Have I told you that? If you're bought by the blood and saved by the grace of God, you're going to survive to the very end. Paul in Acts 27, I love that, and he's talking about the storm there. When they entered the storm, the Bible said that they, they sounded. You know what that means? That means they're throwing out and say how deep the water is. And they, and they waited a little bit longer, then they sounded again. And what they realized that was that when they sounded, they realized they were getting closer and closer to land. They couldn't see the land, but they know that they're getting closer and closer as they got closer because they sounded and they saw that. Listen to me. I, I'm getting closer and closer now to that sound. I, I know that that day is going to step by. Jesus is going to step out on the clouds. He's going to call us home. I, I, I can hear it now. I, we're getting closer than we've ever been before. Get ready. Hold on. Don't get anchored in this world that you're afraid to let go. 
Can I tell you this? You better not anchor up yourself in this world because everything's going to be bigger than heat. That's what we just said. Peter told us that. Everything's going to be destroyed. Those who are trying to hold on, they're trying to build things. They're trying to build up things. They want things to hold on to. They're trying to build these uh, uh, temples and everything. It ain't good. We're going to see some new things. Can I also tell you we're going to see some no more things? Amen. The things the Bible said there'd be no more of in this land of no more. Verse 1, there was no more sea. Verse 4, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death. (laughs) No more sorrow, no more crying, neither shall be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. Chapter 22, verse number 3. And there shall be no more curse. (laughs) But the throne of God of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. We're going to see some new things, but we're going to see some no more things. Amen. There ain't going to be no more. I'm telling you what. I am tired of death. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being called saying so-and-so has passed away. I'm tired about going to a graveside and have to say bye to someone. I'm tired of having to go to funeral. I'm tired of death. But praise God, when you step out onto that land, there ain't going to be no more goodbyes. There ain't no going to be no more death. There ain't going to be no graves. Everybody, oh, praise God. Don't that excite you? Don't that excite you? I've got family members waiting on me over there. I got loved ones that I, I can't wait to see again over there. And you know what? If that's the case, if we know that, hey, we've gone to that place, I'm saved, I'm going to that place, it's a new home, a new heavens, a new earth, I'm going to be with God, no more sin to dwell in there, nothing, no more, everything's new, and we won't have no more death, no more pain. Don't you think you ought to grab a hold of somebody in your family and shake them up and say, why don't you go with me? Amen. Amen. I don't think we share Jesus like we should. Why? Because we're caught up in this world. We're caught up in the world. These, these preachers today are trying to build up temples. They, don't, they, don't, they ain't ready to go to heaven. They, they're locked down here. Can I say that? Everything here is going to be burnt. <laughs> I don't care what you build down here. One day it's going to be destroyed. I don't care what you gather up down here. One day it's going to be destroyed. Can I take, can I tell you this? The body that you inhabit right now shall be destroyed. Mm, That ought to make you go, whoo, what? Yeah, the body that you inhabit right now shall be destroyed. You're going to get a new body, a glorified body, amen. I'm looking forward to that body. I'm tired of this thing. (laughs) You know what? There there ain't going to be no more bad behavior. (laughs) Boy, I'm telling you, I'm so sick of the bad behavior we have in this world. I'm I'm, I'm around my, but you know what I'm telling you, I'm sick of that, but I'm sick of my bad behavior. (laughs) I'm tired of dealing 
with my flesh. I'm tired of dealing with my bad behavior. I'm tired of dealing with it. But as long as I'm in this body, I have to face it. I have to deal with it. Amen. But, oh, chapter 20, verse number 3. I love this. Now, verse number 10, chapter 20, verse 10. And the devil that deceiveth then were cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are and shall be tormented day and night. Not just for a week, not just for a month, but forever and ever and ever. And I am telling you, the day I got saved, the day I gave my heart to the Lord, said, Lord, you're mine. I have been fighting that devil. I've been fighting that accuser of the brethren. I've been fighting him over and over, day and day. Every step I take, I've had to fight that devil. But there's coming a day I don't have to fight him no more. Whoop. I'm telling you. That all right, there we go. That ought to just excite you enough to say, hey, let's go now. Let's get it over with. I've had, I've had to fight with the devil. And, and he knew, he's used this body against me. He's used this flesh against me. He's used the world against me. He's used people against me. I've had to deal with this over and over and over. I'm tired of it. I'm ready to go home. Think about all that was waiting for me. I cannot anchor myself down in this world. I cannot do it. I, I find that Christians just want to hold on. Hold on. If you read in Timothy, Paul warned Timothy about Hymenaeus and Philetus. How, how they came in, crept in as canker worms and, and tried to get them to lay down. They, they told him, hey, the resurrection's already took place. You don't have to worry about it. That, that's what the problem with the church is today. They're, they're holding on. They, they're not looking forward to that day. They're not looking for the resurrection. They're not even looking for Jesus to come back. They're just holding on to things down here. Boy, they got a big surprise coming to them. <laughs> I, I'm not holding on down here. I'm going to the other side. I'm going to make it to the other side. Not by what I've done, not by what you've done, not by what the church can do, but I'm going because of Jesus Christ and what He done for me. I, there, <laughs> there's going to be no more burdens over there. Don't that excite you? Neither shall there be any pain. All the heavy burdens of normal life. It's a normal part of life. We're going to set them down and never have to pick them up again. I'm thanking God for that. There's going to be some neglected things there too. What do you mean neglected things? This is what I'm preaching about tonight used to be preached weekly 
in churches when I was growing up. The two messages you always heard about was hell and heaven. The second coming of Christ. You always heard about that. Every time you went to church, just about in every revival, it was all about hell. It was all about hell. If you're going to get right to go to heaven, you've got to get right with God. You don't hear preaching about that no more. All you hear this, well, the day is your good day. Everybody's love. What they do, it shouldn't matter to you. How they act, what they say shouldn't matter to you. All a part of life. We all can do what we want to do, how we want to do it, when we want to do it. We all going to heaven anyway. Clap, clap. Amen. That's the mentality that we got today in churches. That, hey, it don't matter what comes in. I'm telling you, if you open the door and say, world, come in, it will come in. And next thing you know, you're going to start looking like the world, smelling like the world, acting like the world. You've lost God. You've got to set yourself apart. Why do you think we don't have churches like this filled to the brim? People don't want this kind of preaching no more. I want to be happy when I go to church. So do I. And the reason I get happy is because I know who I'm going to worship. Amen. That's preaching today. Everybody come the way you want to come. They got a big thing coming. I said, I said this morning, I said, I love to be the one standing in front of the throne room of God when he's judging them and say, I told you so. But I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I told you so. And the sad thing about it, there are preachers today that's taking the churches to the pits of hell and they just don't. They're not preaching about hell no more. They're not preaching about the second coming of Christ. They have forgotten about Christ and put themselves on pedestals. I'm your Christ today. Man, we got problems. We got problems. That's why I love country churches. You, you find you a country church with an old mean sawed back preacher to wear back and spit all over everybody. With that. That's holy showers there, buddy. I'm telling you that. Y'all think it's spirits, holy showers. <laughs> get into it. Stay there. Get hooked down with it. Because I guarantee you what they're going to tell you is the truth. They're not going to let send you out the door with your ears tickled. You, you walk out the door, you're going to feel convicted. Amen. If you come to church and go the same way you came in, something wrong with the preacher. You need to be convicted about the things you thought about on the way to church this afternoon. Amen. Amen. Yeah, say that real loud. Amen. Murder crossed the minds. Mayhem crossed the minds. That was just mine. But that's, that's where we are today. We're not preaching the second coming of Christ. But he's coming. And like I told you earlier, we're closer today than we'd ever thought before. You need to get ready. You need to prepare. I, I'm trying to get you ready for that day. It, it, <laughs> it won't be a surprise when he steps out on the clouds for me. It, it won't be a surprise when I hear the trumpet sound for me. 
But there's an awful lot of Christians in this world when the clouds roll back, the Savior steps off, they go, oh no. <laughs> Something's wrong. You better believe it. Because they're not looking for him. They don't, <laughs> a lot of them don't want him coming back right now because they're too good and too happy in what they're doing right now. I'm telling you, churches doing, mm, I'll get off churches now. No, I won't. We got problems in our churches today when we don't preach what thus saith the Lord. Every word, every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Not just pick and choose what you want to preach, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Paul said, he said, set your affections on things above, not on the things of earth. Don't get adjusted to this world. People are not looking for him to come back. Preaching is all about how to survive the storms that we face in life. And we're going to face storms in life. I, I'm not going to stay here. You better live your, start living your life right for what is coming. You better get down right with God. There are too many people that want to stay here on the world. People trying to move them out. Get them out of the way. Seeing the neglected things, the, the preaching that needs to be preached in the churches today to get people aware that Christ is coming back. Then the necessary things. Look up back to check Second Peter chapter three again. I love verse 10, it says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also shall be works there burned, there shall be burned up in it. Don't hold on to the world. Don't hold on to this world. Then he said, Seeing then all these things shall be dissolved, seeing all this stuff, all, all, every, look around, everything you see is someday is going to be dissolved. When you walk out that door, take a good look. It might be the last time you see this world. All these things that dissolve, what manner of person are ye to be? Ought ye to be in all holy conversations and godliness. We're going to go somewhere. Peter said because there are things going to be dissolved, you ought to be people of holy lifestyle. That's what conversation means. That manner of person you ought to be. Uh, that holy conversation of godliness. You know why preaching is necessary? The whole point of series of messages, the storm survivors, it keeps us surviving the storms. It keeps us Focus on the things that we need to be focused on while we're in the storm. I understand this. Storms can get you sidetracked. Storms can get your mind altered things. But I'm trying to tell you in this series, and I think with nine messages of it, that keep your mind focused on the thing that you need to be focused on. And that is we're going to make it to the other side. Nowhere in those storms you ever seen somebody say, well, we're going down for the last time. Every one of them made it to where God said you're going to make it to. 
And God has made us a promise that he's going to prepare a place for us and he's coming to get us, to get us out of this storm of life and take us back there. Woo, praise God. I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited about that. You know what will help you to survive your storms? Nothing that is ain't already there is. He told us it would be this way. He said, you're going to have tribulations. You're going to have problems in this world. But he said, don't think it's some strange concerning the fire trials that you try you as though some strange thing happened unto you, but rejoice in as much as you partakers of Christ's suffering, that when His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Jesus said in the world you should have tribulation. He told us, stop getting shot. Don't get legs knocked out and under you. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. This, this storm survival will help us keep focused. I, I may be in a storm. It may be rough. But it's going to come to pass someday. I may be in this life of storms that I deal with day in, day out. But my mind is set. There's coming a day. It's going to pass. There's coming a day that all this is going to be wiped away. <laughs> and we could step out on the shores of heaven and never worry about it again. I'm not staying. I'm not living my life like I'm staying. I'm living my life like I'm leaving this world. And I'm telling you now, I am ready to leave this world. I told you this morning about the, the missionaries. What a fool to hold on to things that he couldn't keep. And not the things that he couldn't let go of. Don't hold on to this world. You'll get through. We're going to make it. We're all going to be on the other side. And, and, and can y'all... My mind goes crazy. I picture some stupid things sometimes. Don't y'all smile or laugh. But I can, I can imagine when Christ steps out and I hear you call my name. Then start calling your name. Your name. Your name. Your name. And then we start losing our gravitation on this world. We're going up the air and we look up at each other and says, it was well worth the ride. I might have went through some things in this world that I didn't want to go through, but I went through them knowing that this day was coming. And I'm going to be smiling and rejoicing all the way. Amen. Don't lock down on this world because it's going away. Praise the Lord. Anybody have any?